Well, hello, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chapel Chimes Podcast. This is a podcast devoted to chiming in on what's going on in our culture, inside the church, and outside the church. Please like, subscribe, and share, and we'd love to hear from you. Now, without further ado, Chapel Chimes. Well, hello and welcome once again, folks. Good to have you tuning in, downloading, liking, sharing, we hope, another episode of Chapel Chimes. Uh, I've done a couple of quick um, podcasts, and I wanted to come on and do another fairly quick one today. And I just want to address something that just keeps coming to my attention. I want to chime in here today, and I want to have a word of prayer before we begin. I want to talk about watching what you say watching your words. I know we've talked about this some, but I want to do it again. I want to chime in today. That'll be the title of the episode is Watching What You Say. Heavenly Father, I pray you be with us now. I thank you for folks that will listen. It may be somebody, even in my own family or loved ones, later on, even many years from now, will hear this. It'll be a blessing and help to them. And Lord, we love you and we ask you to bless. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to read a few verses in Scripture uh, today on Chapel Chimes, and they're going to be very familiar verses. Ephesians 4.29 says this, uh, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. I'm going to say that again. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Uh, Psalm 141, verse 3 says, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Psalm 19, verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Psalm 49, 3. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. Proverbs 8, verse 13. The Bible says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Again, in Proverbs chapter 18, and verse 13. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. Proverbs 18, 21. And this is a powerful verse. They're all powerful, of course. But the Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to uh, swift to, and slow to speak, slow to wrath. Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. That's James chapter one. James talks about this a lot. Um, it, in Proverbs again, it says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. There's several verses I could go on. I've, in fact, I have something right here in front of me that I think has 55 different verses in scripture about your speech. And uh, I just wanted to chime in today as a pastor, as a Christian. Uh, can I say this just as a fellow human being today? Um, and 
I just see so much of this, and that is people saying things that they just should not say. Um, in these verses, it talks about our tongue and our speech and how important our speech is. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm going to chime in today. I just want to say this. In fact, I want to begin by saying that I have to look at this as a pastor, as someone who uses words uh, every week. Um, I'm an administrator of a Christian school. I actually use words every day. Uh, what we say uh, is very, very important. How we say it, when we say it, uh, where we say it, it is all of very, very important. We are living in a day of social media. We're living in a time of Twitter and Facebook and blog posts and YouTube videos, of text messages, of private messages, of Facebook messages, on and on I could go. And we still have to understand that these verses about the tongue still apply. They apply to me, but they also apply to everyone else. We are living in a day of getting on social media and making a rant. We're living in a day that our anger sometimes can lead to us saying things that we wish that we would not have said. It is also leading to a lot of hurt. As I'm making this podcast today, and I'm just just kind of sharing my heart, I have I just glanced at Twitter just for a few moments. I just saw some very negative things, very very confrontational things. And I just want to just take a moment and say, look, folks, we've got to watch what we say. As a pastor, I deal with people and I deal with their homes. I deal with their marriages. I deal with their children. I deal with uh, personal relationships. I just talk with someone who is praying for his brothers to be able to get along. I I deal with people who said, hey, man, a person said this to me on, on social media, on Facebook or whatever. Um I know as a pastor I've had some of the I've had some things said to me that just to be really blunt honest should never have been said to me. And it's made me become very aware of what I've said to other people. Uh I've thought often if I said something that is so offensive and so hurtful as some things that are said to me. We need to understand that what we say matters. Our motive behind what we say matters. When we say it and to whom we say it. Some things are better left unsaid. And just because you have a right to speak, or even if you are right about something, does not give you the right to say it. We have to be very careful. Let me say this. Your opinion sometimes could be wrong. Your thoughts on something could be wrong. I would encourage you today before you take to social media, or talk to a preacher, or go to your spouse, or whatever area that you're going to, as I know someone says all the time, I'm going to blow their doors off. Before you do that, go through and look at what the Bible says. Go take some verses, meditate on those verses. The power of life and death are in the tongue. Uh, it talks about guarding the froward mouth. And if I would encourage you to read James chapter 3. I see so much damage done today by the words that are said. It is really unbelievable. Now, we have to say words. We have to use words. We have to be able to uh, 
you know, to describe things. I don't want to just have a podcast and say, hey, everybody be quiet but me. I'm having a podcast where I'm using words. In fact, I would say the opposite. I would say you have an opportunity and a right to speak. Absolutely. But we have got to watch our words and watch what we say. I see rudeness. I see crudeness. I see people who say they love the Lord and they use Christianity almost like a weapon. In fact, I see people saying they feel led of the Lord. And let me say this to you. A rant is not led of the Lord. When someone says the Lord spoke to them, that you could be very careful about that. It could be sacrilegious, for example, or that they feel led of God to do something. You have to be careful. I have to be careful as a pastor about that. And if it was just one person or one area or one thing, I don't think I'd make a podcast. But I have watched Twitter and watched preachers that 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 I want to be friends with just roast each other. Uh, I, I've watched family members and loved ones say things to each other that were just so rude. I've seen people going through situations where their family member or loved one or whoever was on their deathbed. And the things that they said were so insensitive and so uncalled for. And I've got two questions that I ask, and I would like to ask if you're listening today. And it could be that a family member or loved one will hear this later. There's two things that I would ask you today when you say something that's mean or cruel or out of line. As I see a lot of folks having to go back and make apologies. I've had to go back to my own family members and loved ones and say, hey, I should not have said that. That was wrong of me to say. I didn't feel good, whatever the excuse was. And, and I would ask today, some folks that have said things, that go on rants, they say things that are hurtful. I believe there's two areas that we need to think about. Number one, do you understand what you are saying? Do you understand what you are saying. There has been some uh, social media. I don't want to single anybody out. I don't think that's fair. Um, but I hear a lot of facts and a lot of interpretation of verses, for example. And as a preacher, I've, I see people saying a lot of things. And I want to ask, do you really understand? Are you sure before you bash everybody or cut everybody that you know what you're talking about. I'll give you an example. I've been talking to some young people about uh, creation science versus evolutionary science and somebody they know or talking to them about uh, about what they're learning in school. And they said, brother, I want to learn about this. And um, when they talk to me, I could tell that whoever's talking to them does not know what they're talking about, but yet they're they're leading someone astray. Um, we see debates about things like recently, we've saw a big debate about alcohol. I've seen debates about music and standards and Bible and, and all these debates. And I think the question begs the answer, do you truly know what you are talking about? I have refrained from answering because I want to make sure before I answer some objections that I truly have a deep or at least a deeper grasp of the question. Can I say this today on this podcast? Most people that are chiming in are not experts. I'm not an expert. I see people talking about the Bible. They are not language experts. In fact, I find that there are very few language experts in the world. Many folks who are chiming in on science are not experts. There's a few people that are experts, people that talk about what's going on in politics 
In fact, I think what social media has done is given a rise to people who think they, I mean, they've got a, you know, a political science degree. They've got a, a, a physical, an MD, uh, you know, a physical doctor degree. They've got a theology degree. And here they are with their, you know, 100 people on Facebook setting the world straight. And they truthfully can, and I don't want to be mean. I don't want to do the same thing that people do to me. They really do not know what they're talking about. I've heard doctors and lawyers talk about, you know, laymen that don't know what medical situations are and look and say, you know, they just don't know what they're talking about. I've heard professors talk about they just don't know what they're speaking on. I've heard lawyers say that's just not legal, legally correct. I know as a pastor, I, I hear people saying things about theology and about belief, and many times they just really don't even have a basic understanding of biblical doctrine or scripture. But that's not to say that every preacher, every doctor, every lawyer has all the answers either. But we have to be very, very careful. So I'd ask the question today, do you truly know what you're talking about? Could it be that somebody, someone else has a thought, has an understanding, has more study? And I'm not picking out any area. I know someone said, well, you're meaning this towards so-and-so. I'm not meaning this toward anybody, actually, at all. But I would ask that question for those who seem to just say things arbitrarily and sometimes are very cruel. Sometimes those who are ignorant are seem to be the most cruel. Do you really know what you're talking about? Uh, are you just ignorant to it and don't really understand it? You said it and later on you say, you know, I shouldn't have said that. I was mad. I was upset. You, you know, I had my feelings hurt and I just lashed out. I respect that. People get their feelings hurt. They say things they don't mean. And so... Uh, the question I would have or the observation I would have is, do you know, or maybe they do not know what they are talking about? You see this a lot with young people. They'll say things. You see this a lot with people who just live on emotions instead of fact or traditions instead of scholarship. You see that quite a bit. Or secondly, the second thought I have is this today. Um, you do know. You do know what you're talking about, and you're using your words as weapons, now, that's the more damaging one because if you do know what you're talking about and you're using your words as weapons, then these verses really do apply to you. You have to look at the verses. Uh, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Um, we have to be very careful. Even if you're right, you say, well, I'm right about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, give them a piece of my mind. You may be wrong. I remember several years ago now, um, a pastor's wife, mess, she kind of reached out to me in private and asked me, she had some concerns. And the basic bottom line was, is that, uh, and I've had this similar situations happen with other things that they didn't think that their loved one was a good speaker, a very good preacher, let's say. And I, I, rem, I remember messaging back and I said, look, that's your opinion. It could be to someone else that they're a fantastic preacher. My wife and I like different types of preachers. Um, she will tell me preachers that she loved, and I'm like, ah, they're okay to me. But to her, she really enjoyed them speaking. Um, some folks say, he's a horrible preacher. Then I may look. I remember several years ago, when it was a missionary that came to our church. We supported him for years. He was a home missionary. He came to our church, and it was on a Sunday night. Not a whole lot of people there. And I thought he preached the best sermon that I'd ever heard him preach. It was a fantastic sermon in general. And I remember going away from the church. I'll never forget this. I, there was not, I didn't amen. Nobody hardly amen. Very little movement. 
It wasn't a lot. I'm sure that man went home that night, maybe discouraged, thinking nobody got anything out of that. But I remember thinking that was a tremendous message. It was Christ-honoring. It was scriptural. It was thorough. It was expositional. It was a blessing. And I remember at that time, it's been many years ago, and the reason I remember that is because nobody acted like it was anything to it, and but yet it was fantastic. I remember a preacher coming at a church years ago, and a, a buddy of mine said this preacher was boring. And this man is one, he at that time, he's on, he's on with the Lord now, is one of the most renowned Bible teachers in America and literally wrote the book and he thought he was boring. So, you know, on and on I could go about that. There's opinions involved. We have to be very, very careful of what we say when it comes to any type, whether it's a preacher, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a, a staff member, whether it's another fellow Christian, whether it's a neighbor, whether it's a, a brother or sister. Uh, I've heard people say they can't sing and come to find out, man, that person gets out of their own house. They can sing uh, like a bird. Um, I, I just was, I've been watching a documentary recently about country music and some of the famous names in country music. When they started out, people would literally say the guy can't sing and yet they become legends. And so we have to be very careful. And I would say this, if you're listening to my voice today, maybe you get criticized. I've been criticized a lot. And maybe somebody's kind of coming at you. It matters what God says about you. It matters what God thinks about you. Not everybody likes the same thing. The world is not vanilla. Baskin Robbins had 31 flavors when they started out. I mean, there's a lot of different types. And so be careful listening. I'm making this today because I have listened too much to what people have said. It's been a fault of mine. I've asked the Lord to help me. I'd ask you to pray for me. I've listened to what people think about what I'm doing or saying or whatever, preaching, teaching, leading, and it really matters what God thinks. And so the question I'd have, number one, do you know what you're talking about? Number two, if you do know what you're talking about, be very careful with your words. I've got to be very careful with my words. I've said things to to teenagers, for example, as a youth pastor and as a pastor, and I've I've watched the look on their faces, broke my heart. I've had to go back and, and say, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Sometimes I've said it, not meant it. Sometimes I've used the wrong words, but we got to be careful. I just want to encourage you. I want to want to just help you a little bit today to watch what you say. You never know. And let me say this. Also watch what you don't say. Many times the lack of a response or the lack of saying is the same as shouting. So let's be careful. Let's watch our speech. Let's watch what we say. Just wanted to chime in a little bit. Hope was an encouragement. Hope you'll like and share. Hope you'll reach out to us. We're trying to make these a little bit smaller. Hope to have some guests in the future. But we want to thank you for tuning in, listening, downloading, liking Chapel Chimes.